Hello there, and welcome to Crypto Age Media. Where here, we are trying to get an understanding of the cryptocurrency space and how it fits within the world. This is podcast number two on our quest, titled A Brief History of Money. Now rest assured that one of the first things that we'll be trying to get a grasp on in this channel is getting an understanding of what Bitcoin is and what it's all about. But before we can even go there, I want to sum up Bitcoin very quickly in four words. And those four words are Bitcoin is digital money. And I know I can already hear three of my 11 subscribers, but Bitcoin's so much more than that. Ah, we're going to get there, but not yet. Before we can get an understanding of Bitcoin, we first must get an understanding of money. In this podcast, we'll be trying to get a grasp of what money was first used in societies and how it evolved over time. So when searching for when money was first used, it's somewhat difficult to get an exact date. And a big part of the reason is because money predates writing. In fact, many of many of the oldest writings known to man or woman are simply tallies. They were likely writing about money, such as like a ledger. The first of these writings were in China around 5,000 years ago, where in fact, money was said to have started at least as far back as six to even 9,000 years ago, and many would argue that money goes back much further than this. But that seems to be what many people agree on, is that money started at least 6,000 years ago. So let's assume for our purposes that before this, much of the world used barter for everyday transactions. So what is barter? An example of barter is, I'll trade you a barrel of apples for a basket of your fish, or whatever it is. But this is only practical in small circles with only a few goods and services produced, and even then it's not ideal in many ways. In every society, a far more efficient solution will naturally emerge. A single medium of exchange, or at most a small number of medium exchanges, will emerge for everyone to trade their goods for. And this will be considered money. It doesn't have to be cash that we use today, or credit cards, or whatever is used as a medium of exchange is considered money. So, okay, when was the first money used in societies? Between six and 9,000 years ago, it was cattle and grain that were first used as money in many parts of the world, not just in one area. Why? Because most people were farmers at these times. And these were things that successful farmers had in abundance compared to less successful farmers. And because these things contained internal value to the farmers and people of the time, the cattle and grain could be used to feed the farmers or the people that owned them, even if no one wanted to purchase them at that time. Some people still consider this barter, but many people argue no, that the way that cows and grains were used was different. It was a medium of exchange, just as gold and silver later would be, and that the cows and grain were used exactly like money was. So, okay, fast forward a little bit, which brings us to 3,200 years ago. This was when cowrie shells were first used as money. I hope I'm pronouncing that at least somewhat close. Cowrie is the common name for a group of small to large sea snails widely available in the waters of the Pacific and Indian Ocean. More than just a decorative piece these shells were, they were used as money. First, in what we would consider today China, and was for hundreds of years very difficult to increase the amount of shells brought into circulation. Cowrie shells are often recognized as also the most widely used form of commodity money ever. 
So this brings us to about 3,000 years ago. 3,000 years ago was when the first coins were brought into existence by who you might imagine, China. China at this time was an absolute economic powerhouse with roughly one third of the world's population within its borders. Many of the technological revolutionaries of the time happened from within China's borders. However, this was before China was known as China. At the time in history, and for over 3,000 years, China was ruled by powerful families called dynasties. The first was of the Shang dynasty that started around 3,500 years ago, and the last was of the Qing dynasty, which ended in 1912. I just wanted to clear that up since China is a very big topic within our talk today. So China began making imitation cowries out of bronze and copper around 3,000 years ago. These are considered by many to be the earliest forms of metal coins, even though they weren't actually coins. These original cowrie bronze and copper were used for 500 years before what are considered modern coins were brought into existence. These modern coins were developed out of lumps of silver, gold, and other base metals such as copper, that had been melted down and formed into a coin-like shape and stamped with different gods and, and or emperors depending on the time and location. Then, around 1400 years ago, the first paper money was started to be used. It's weird to think that paper money had a beginning, much the same as it's weird to think that your parents were once kids, but like our parents, there was to a beginning to paper money. Paper bills were first used by, yes, the Chinese between 618 and 907, mostly in the form of privately issued bills of credit or exchange notes, and used for more than 500 years before the practice began to catch on in Europe around the 17th century. It took another couple hundred years for paper money to spread to the rest of the world. Eventually, banks began issuing paper notes, quite properly named banknotes, which circulated in the same way the government-issued currency circulates today. In England, this practice continued up until 1694, when, in 1694, the Bank of England was granted sole rights to issue banknotes in England. Later in the United States, the Federal Reserve Bank was granted similar rights after its establishment in 1913. We will go much further in depth than this, as this is very important and a big turning point in history that still majorly impacts us today. In 1834, the United States fixed the price of gold at $20.67 per ounce, where it remained until 1933. Other major countries joined the gold standard in the 1870s. The period from 1880 to 1940 is known as the classical gold standard. During this time, the majority of countries adhered in varying degrees to gold. Before then, however, between 1792 and 1973, this was considered the gold standard. Although the US began tying its currency to precious metal with the 1792 Mint and Coinage Act, 1816 is considered the year which is when gold was adopted by the official standard of value in England, which England was at this time the power house of the time and the, had the largest economy. Guidelines were developed to allow for a supposedly 
fixed, non-inflationary production of banknotes that represented a specific amount of gold. So you could add up, you so blah. So you could at the time go into a bank and exchange your paper dollars for gold. These dollars were basically, after all, just a receipt proving how much gold you had entrusted with a bank. So it's important to distinguish the difference here. The precious metal in which the people of this time were entrusting the banks to keep safe for them was the money. The money was the gold and silver. But after depositing the gold and silver at the banks and receiving the paper receipts, the money switched from being commodity money to representative money. The banknotes now represented the supposed gold and silver holding in the bank. This is where money changes from form to form, from commodity money to representative money in this case. And I find this very interesting. I didn't know that there were at least three different types of money, each with pros and cons. Those three types being commodity money, representative money, and fiat money. Until recently, these government authorized currencies were forms of representative money. The money in which people used was representative money, since they were partially backed by gold or silver and were theoretically convertible into gold or silver. However, starting in 1933 and being finalized in 1971, the government authorized currencies was effectively 100% delinked from being backed by gold or silver in any way, thus becoming fiat money. Fiat money is a currency without intrinsic value that has been established as money, often by a government regulation. Fiat money can be defined as not having any use value and which has a value because a government maintains its value or because parties engaging in exchange agree on its value, which is the type of currency that we have today. It's issued by our governments and we all believe that it's worth what it says that it's worth and that's what gives it its value. Since the 1970s, the development of computer technology allowed money to be representative digitally moving developed societies from a cash to a card and digital money era. Fast forwarding now to late 2008, one Bitcoin was proposed by an unknown author under the alias Satoshi Nakamoto. It was implemented that same year. Its use of cryptography allowed the currency to have a trustless, fungible, and tamper-resistant distributed ledger called the blockchain. It became the first widely used decentralized peer-to-peer -peer cryptocurrency. The protocol proposed by Nakamoto solved what is known as the double spending problem without the need for a trusted third party. Since Bitcoin's inception, thousands of other cryptocurrencies have been introduced. But all that's for a later day. Tune in for the next podcast where we'll be distinguishing what makes good money from bad money and how we're going to define good money from bad money. I'm Isaac Foote, and thank you so much for being here.